What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Plus One Mentality Podcast. I am joined today with a good friend and nutrition coach, Jonah Mitchell. And today we're going to sit down and have some shitty conversations about some things that you guys need to know, um, as well as talk about his journey in uh, fitness and health. Uh, but first, guys, if you like the podcast, if you will do us a favor, we really, really, really would appreciate it if you guys would share this with at least one friend every day when you get some value from these episodes. So that is the only thing we ask since we don't run any ads. Uh, we just want you guys to help share the word, uh, spread the love. And remember, you can look at us on Spotify, YouTube, or Apple Podcasts, wherever you like to get your content and enjoy it. We are there. So if you like watching us, go over to our YouTube channel, Tyler Newton. If you like following us on Spotify and Apple, you can find us under the Plurality Podcast. Um, and without further ado, let us get into a little bit of a shitty topic, might I say. Um, Jonah and I were talking about this off air, and we could not help but crack up because um, somebody dared me to make a TikTok um, a, while I was taking a poop um, and call it shit conversations um, and talk about bowel movements. And so I made that on Monday, didn't really think much about it, really didn't pop off that much. And then all of a sudden today, out of nowhere, I start looking at my TikTok because I made another one because I'm trying to be better uh, in my business about making content. And all of a sudden, uh, this shit conversation, episode one, as I like to call it, um, has really been blowing <laughs> up. up. And from the done. time I woke up this morning at 8 a.m., it was at about 400 uh, views. And now it's at almost 1,100 views. And the likes just keep piling on. And Joan and I were kind of discussing this earlier how – it is so funny in our day and age that when you make a TikTok, some of the ones that you think are going to be your worst end up popping off. And some of the ones that you try so hard to put effort into do absolutely nothing. And I just find it funny that I literally was sitting there taking a poop, talking about bowel movements and how many you should have. And now all of a sudden, like, it feels like I'm going viral. And granted, like, this is not millions of views or anything like that. But for me to have 100 likes on a TikTok feels like viral content. <laughs> viral <laughs> so, is relative. Viral is relative. <laughs> so viral might be a little relative uh, in this term for me and, and getting out there with TikTok. But uh, Jonas had some success with, with TikTok. Um, he, he's great on there. But, but dude, like, is this the secret? Like, just having <laughs> shitty conversations? <laughs> okay. All right. So, <laughs> all right. So, there's a couple things here. Like, one thing, a couple of things you said. The first one was, like, um, the things, the videos you try really hard on, you expect to, like, pop off. They don't do anything. And the ones mm -hmm. you don't try anything, like, you just, like, just like I'm gonna post this for just shits and giggles, literally shits and giggles right now, and it just is a complete 180. And I think it is real because that's what I had to learn with, with my own TikTok was like stop getting super in my head like this is gonna be super unique. It's like not nah, like my first ever viral video. I took it took me six seconds and I didn't even edit it like like make it all nice and pretty. And then I woke up the next day and it had like like. Uh, it, it shit the most likes i've ever seen on a post before right and it, it's the it's just like this shitty conversation that you did and, and it's just so fucking funny that 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 kind of you weren't even thinking about it you just did it out, out of a whim and it just kind of started this this train that was like all right this is something that people want to see me on a fucking <laughs> I mean, my bathroom is not the prettiest bathroom in the world, but, you know, my, my throne is pretty comfortable, I must say. So I, I guess I was just very comfortable in the You're moment, relaxed. you know, very yeah. relaxed. Things were flowing. And <laughs> <laughs> and, and the content just flowed out of me. I mean, my Stop it. <laughs> I'm so mad. How many, how many TikTok videos are you in? How, how many do you think you've made so far? Over the last year, probably like 60 or 70. 60 to 70. Over and... 365 days. Okay. All right. So 60 to 70 TikToks. And you're like, I'm going to make one just taking a shit. And it's one of your most, most, <laughs> most viewed, viewed videos. <laughs> and you had no... I mean, that's just the... That's just the 
this is the whole testament to, to content creation in general. It's just like do shit, take a shit. <laughs> as long as you're not showing it, I think it's uh Yeah. No, uh, no. I mean, I mean it, it yeah. stuff, you know, it's it's PG thirteen for sure. So, you know, <laughs> next time I might light a candle for a little good background. <laughs> You may, you might attract the wrong crowd. I want you to be very careful. It's a very intimate conversation. I mean, I mean, there's people who make money selling their farts in jars. Okay, so, so hey. be careful. It's a very dark market. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. All right, All right. we're gonna we're gonna reel. This oh back in I don't know if they even made it to this part of the podcast. <laughs> maybe they will. Maybe they won't. I don't know. But, you know, I, I'd like to make sure that we have fun on this podcast every now and again. I feel like sometimes on podcast we can be too serious. Oh, so I, I'm glad we could start this podcast <laughs> off with a lot of entertaining thoughts and feelings um, about TikTok. <laughs> so, so, Jonah... Um, <laughs> How are your bowel movements? <laughs> um, besides that, besides that topic, um, there was something that I was going to go with that, by the way, if we want to turn this into a little bit of a health and wellness uh, topic about bowel movements real quick, we're, we're only going to spend a minute on this, but I thought it was really funny that whenever you Google, like the number of times you should have a bowel movement, it, it is so rain, like the range of it is so big. It says that you should be having a bowel movement one to three once a day up to like once every three days and that actually struck a chord in me by the way google says you should only poof one time a day to every three days and in my head i go that is so so messed up like how is that actually healthy because to me like it should be like at least once a day like okay. it, it should naturally flow through you like once a day and you should be able to go use the bathroom. And, and I know this is kind of a funny topic because of how we started this podcast. But if you've gotten to minute number seven, where we actually talk about the health and fitness of your bowel movement, because it is important. It is very important for your gut health to actually poop on a regular basis. But I was shocked that Google said, like, if you only poop once every three days, that that's healthy. And I'm like... I, I don't I can't remember the last time I've I've went more than a day like without it. Yeah. Like, how is it healthy to only do it like once every three days? Like that's gotta lead to a lot of backing up and constipation and bloating, I would yeah. imagine. Like, what are your thoughts? So I've I've done I, I I've been so fascinated with gut health. My basically because I've always had gut issues and I've only like in the last like year and a half to two years have realized how severe it was. So I was that person who would take a shit like every two to three days. And I thought that was just normal. It was just how it worked for me. Right. And I right. think that's kind of why Google says like either once a day or every three days, because so many people just accept it as normal. And then they Google it and says, oh, well, Google says like this is fine. But it doesn't actually like when's the last time like when you Google something, you just read the first answer and then like, oh, OK, that's 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 fact. Right. You don't yeah. really go scrolling and do much more research or, or studying after that. Um, and with 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 that and understanding what gut health is, I mean, if you're if you eat every day, you should be pooping every day. Right. Exactly. And that's that's how that's optimally. It's, it's actually the reverse. It's either at least once a day or two to three times a day. For like, if you're like in the like, like longevity aspect, but once you just get to once a day, like you're in a really solid point with your digestion and your health, right? But right. most people don't. Most people have low fiber, not, not poor gut health, poor digestion, and they just feel miserable all the time. And they're like, "Well, this is just how it's always been," you know. And this is a good client story. Uh, I had I had this client sign on recently, and she had a previous coach, and I have no animosity towards this coach, but she was the type of coach that here's your macros, here's your workout, have fun. And then this client came to me and she was doing long form algebra to try and fit her macros into her day. Like she had this, like it's a comment on my Facebook post where she just like put it down there and just like this book of numbers. I'm like, why the hell are you doing this? And it's like, I have no idea how to fit these macros. I can't even remember the macros, but she had her eating like 1200 calories and something stupid. It was Jesus. Yeah, it was, it was dumb. It was really dumb. So then like I get her into my system. I do the, the consultation and then um, it goes through the gut health portion, the questionnaire. 
And it's like, how many times do you have a bowel movement? And she's like, every three days. And I was like, hey, did you know this is a red flag? And she's like, wait, what do you mean a red flag? I was like, this, this is a sign that something is not functioning right for your health and fitness goals. Like, if we don't fix this, like, building muscle, get, looking good for a bikini isn't going to be uh, – is going to be a lot more difficult. And she's like, but I've always been this way. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Let's understand why this is happening. And we go through fiber, microbiome, and how all that function. When we start un- understanding and balancing that, she she texts me on a regular basis. Like, I pooped the entire week this morning or this this week, like every single day. I was like, fuck, yes. And she understood why. And now she feels a lot better. Now she understands it. Now she's building muscle. Like, like it's no, but now we can actually focus on building muscle now that her body feels better. So, I mean, not only is <laughs> I, I'm like going all over the place right now, but the whole Google thing, <laughs> and and it's just confirming people's biases that this is normal when it's not, right? We need mm-hmm. to help them understand that, yeah, pooping is a it needs to be a regular part of your life, and if it's not, there's something going on. That's a red flag that you need to address. You know? Yeah. Well, what I so what I actually take away from this conversation on another level is the fact that so many people are so quick to try to use the quick Google search to try to prove a point. Oh yeah. And what people don't understand is the Google search engine puts things that are paid for at the top that have good SEOs. And so what most people don't understand is that quick Google search is not always the right answer. It's the most paid for answer. So you have to be careful when you look and try to start using your Google search or quick Google search as like, oh, here's the answer. Because as we see a lot of times, what you see at first is not actually the truth. And you actually have to dig in and look at who's paying for these studies, like who's funding the stuff, not trying to go down this whole like conspiracy theory, like <laughs> rabbit hole, but just saying like, there's a lot of studies out there that if you look on the back end of who is actually funding these to try to prove whatever it is that they're trying to sell more of, that is actually what is determining what you're seeing Therefore, trying to lead you to believe something that might not actually be true. Yeah, um, I, I like to, you know, use the whole uh, sugar makes your brain mush uh, thing that I've recently seen. Which, you know, if you go and look at a a study, um, one of the studies that people try to bring up is one that they did on lab rats, and the lab rats that they were basically overdosing on sugar. Yes, like they were lab rats. This was not a human study or trial that they're trying to use as data. And of course, they're pumping excess amounts of sugar into these lab rats. I'm like, well, yeah, anything that you excessively push into an animal, including rats or humans, is going to lead to issues because it's not it's not right. Like it's not something that is actually done in a natural setting. Exactly. When people start saying like, oh, sugar is so bad for you. I'm like, yeah, excessive amounts of sugar. And if you look at the makeup of somebody's diet and it has a lot of added sugar, yeah, well, guess what? That added sugar is basically carbohydrates, guys. So if your diet is primarily carbohydrates and fats and low in protein, you're probably going to store more fat, just saying. But if you were to up your protein and downregulate your carbs and say you wanted a lot of your carbs from sugar, you could actually probably find that you might be able to lose weight if the macros are right, if there's a good balance calorically too, because if you're in a deficit, you're in a deficit and you'll lose weight. Just saying. Yeah. I mean, so it, it goes back to people don't understand food, right? It's oh. really, it's so much easier to blame carbs, to blame sugar. And it's really easy to point at those studies, right. That say, no, this proves my point, but I, I cannot stand the, like, like, don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here saying woo woo science isn't real. None of that stuff. Right. It's very yeah. valid. There's a lot of studies out there that have done a lot of good for a lot of people. But when it comes to like now, like now going a, a bit past the sugar, like what about like other studies that other um, diets do? Right. Like the carnivore diet studies, the vegan diet studies. Right. Very controlled environments that say like, OK, we're going to control when you go to bed, when you work out, what you eat at all times. And we're going to monitor you all the absolutely everything. We're going to give you everything to the to the T. Right. And they're like, hey, they did the, They did exactly what we said to do for the last three months. And they saw a weight loss response. They saw a improvement in hormone, whatever the fuck they're saying about the diet. Right. Um, but then the people leave the study 
and they go back to what they usually do because they're not in a controlled environment anymore, just like with the rat, right? The rat would not just go over and doles on shit tons of sugar. Or right? the biggest loser. I think this is where the biggest loser comes into play. Yeah, exactly. Right? They're in an environment that's controlled for them, not by them. Yeah. And then they can't stick to it, and they go back to their whole – they go back to their, their normal level of – of activity or their normal eating right and that's why i hate normal eating because everyone's like i can't wait to eat normal again right well, what's you, normal what is normal eating crap all the time right but it's not it's not that it, it, to say it's your fault people just don't understand what their food is and like you were saying like if you just slightly improve the food quality you, you increase your protein intake you'll feel more satisfied have a hard time eating as much sugar or carbs that you let many people like to blame and then they feel a lot more satisfied they don't feel as hungry they don't feel the need to continue to eat as much right and again this is all relative it depends on where the person is at but ultimately studies and 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 lack of understanding of how our body works like they're all useful tools or i'm sorry the studies are useful tools but when we lack how uh, the understanding of what we actually need of what our body actually does and and how these controlled environments are not real life and how we need to take that information with a grain of salt that's like oh that's fascinating um okay instead of saying okay i'm never going to eat sugar again it's like be realistic who did the study was it yeah. was it big was it a big diet company or or like oh that's interesting maybe i won't eat like 17 times my body weight and sugar and my brain won't met mush you know it's just a whole different uh, animal the, yeah it's, all, it's literally a different animal but <laughs> like it's just there's so much we, we live in a society where it's just like quick answer quick fix here's here's the problem here's the problem but really the problem is you just don't understand food and you feel like if you do start understanding food you're never going to be able to eat whatever you want ever again but when you do start to understand food you do eat whatever you want and you feel good about it and you maintain a deficit a lot easier and you feel better. And then you incorporate sugar. If you like sugar, uh, you don't demonize foods anymore. It's such a, I don't know how we got here. We're talking about shit but <laughs> from, from shit to food um, yeah. <laughs> and food it's to shit. Um, <laughs> I mean, here's the funny part to me when like we start talking about a lot of this and the demonization of food is the fact that most people fall into the traps of like it should be easy like people fall into this trap of like everybody wants to make weight loss so easy and it is and, and i know you actually you know on your tiktoks like you you try to make it easy for people but you try to do it from an educational level so that way people see how actually easy it is mm -hmm. to lose weight to maintain their weight loss and then to get the results that they want but at the same time people make the easy shit hard all the oh time God, like so everybody's much. always wanting to rush the results and what actually needs to happen is the patience people need to remember that you have to have patience with yourself you have to fix certain things in your lifestyle first before you can really get the maximum result that you want mm -hmm. and once you do that it is really easy like everything on a on a very entry level to where i could explain this to a third grader um for weight loss is there but people want to go, well, what's the hack? What's the easy way? Like, just give me the shortcut. Where's the pill? The, the, the <laughs> shortcut is just do the fucking work and, and do the little things that you need to do and, and have patience because everybody's body actually reacts really different to certain types of diets, certain types of foods. But everybody's body also reacts differently depending upon where you're at in your journey. And I think mm -hmm. this is the number one thing that people miss out on, which is your diet history and your exercise history has a really big impact on how fast you can lose weight or when you're ready to lose weight. And people oftentimes just think, oh, I'm instantly ready for weight loss when they're not instantly ready for weight loss. When they're only and, pooping every two or three days. Right. Like if you're <laughs> pooping every one to three days, like there's an issue there. Maybe we need to fix your gut health first. And if we fix your gut health first, then we can say, okay, you're ready for weight loss. Or maybe as you fix your gut health, you do start to see a little bit of weight loss because your body is starting to be regular. Your gut is actually processing the foods that you're taking in better. And so there's a whole like line of things that you need to kind of check off your list first before you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to diet for weight loss again. And then further fuck yourself, to be honest. Yeah. Like, 
that that's what people keep like not understanding everybody that i see that diets really really hard and then exercises really really hard and then they want to like kind of back off a little bit they don't understand is their central nervous system is fried from having to tap into that extreme in both cases of both diet and exercise and so when you then come off of that slightly they don't understand the adverse effects of what they just did to their body so therefore they don't understand well you know i i just took it a little bit easier like i didn't switch that much up well yeah your 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 central nervous system is fried so therefore you have to be patient and let it heal itself first before you try to diet down again because if you don't do that you're just going to go further into metabolic adaptation which means you're going to get further away from your set point which means you then have to keep lowering calories. And that's how we get to the people that eat 12 to 1300 calories on a regular basis, because they just think, okay, calories in, calories out. I got to keep lowering, keep lowering, which is true. Like, yes, if you keep lowering and lowering, you should continue to lose weight until your body gets to a point to where it's like, I'm having to conserve the amount of nutrients you were giving me in order to make sure you're alive. Yeah. Period. Yeah. And people don't understand that the reason why your metabolism and, and, I feel like metabolism gets thrown around a lot as like it's always broken, but the metabolism is made up of a group of things mm -hmm. that make it up. And, and those things can go from, you know, your, your neat to your actual exercise activity, the thermic effect of feeding, meaning like what you're actually eating in your body and just you're, you're waking up and breathing your basal metabolic rate. Like your lifestyle honestly is those four things summed up in four subcategories. Like, mm -hmm. We can take those four things and God, how many different branches can we go off of on those four categories right there? <laughs> but yet it takes those four small groups, but yet they turn into big things that really comprise your lifestyle. And if you don't understand all of those little webs and how they affect you, you're never going to make it as easy as you think without having to try to buy into all these cheap, quick fixes. Well, you know, I, I'm glad you said that because, like, most people think their life is supposed to suck when they lose weight. It's supposed and it's to, not. It's not. It's really not. It's supposed to make your life better, right? And the problem is, like, with the quick fixes, with, with the hacks, with the speed, I'm trying to speed it up. You're actually uh, lengthening the time it's going to take for you to get to your goal, which is, like, wait, I'm working really hard for 30 days. Where are my results at? What did you do for the last five years? Not shit felt miserable the entire time and then you just get motivated because you look at yourself in the mirror and then 30 days you expect to lose 30 pounds like you can't do that right and and like those four categories right we there's four ways our body burns calories and if, and most of the time the the, the our be our basal metabolic rate the calories burn just living burns way more calories than most people eat on a regular basis <laughs> yeah and and then they get they start tracking calories and they're not they're not they're wondering why they're not seeing weight loss and then we go down the, the rabbit hole of of human error and we're eating more than we anticipate that's that's totally fine but for those who just genuinely don't eat much at all they eat once or twice a day and they're just not hungry and they don't feel like they need to eat like you don't need it like that you don't realize that that is now the stress that you need to recover from and then I really liked like I mean I've I've always thought of things in sports terms right where there's in-season mode, right, where you just need to maintain and feel good and keep your performance high, right? But after that, you don't just keep going into in-season. You go to post-season where you recover, and then you go to off-season where you get better, and then you go back into the season with your new set of skills, right? We learned this with with, with Jason and NCI for, for uh, periodization. But, like, once we, once we understand that recovery is just as important as the stress we put our bodies through, that that with with the the lack of recovery is not actually allowing our body to go into a place that it will actually want to change instead of us trying to force it all the time and be miserable and have it suck like then realizing that it's you're you're the only reason it's easier and i i love saying this to people it's easier than you think because everyone thinks that there it's supposed to be hard you and then once you realize that you've been making it the the harder for yourself you can realize that you can make it a lot easier by just taking a second back, look at your lifestyle, right? It's not the fact that you can work out every single day. It's can you get five to 7,000 steps on a regular basis? No, start there. Can you go to the gym one to two times a week? No, start there. Can you consistently get vegetables in your diet? No, start there. Don't I don't fucking care about calories. I care about you being consistent with something small over and over and over again. Right. And then that will allow the recovery of aspect to happen. And, and it's just so much. It's too. 
what, what, what am I what am I trying to say here? Everyone tries to oversimplify it to a T that makes it way too hard. Yeah. Right. Just eat less than you burn. And then they're like, well, okay, cool. Then I'm just going to eat a thousand calories and I'm going to see results. You can't. You can lose weight eating a thousand calories. What happens when you go back to eating quote unquote normal? The weight comes back. Oh, that didn't work. Calorie deficits don't work. I don't know what the fuck these people are talking about. This is too hard. I'm not doing this. Right. You don't know how it actually works. And if it didn't work, it did. It, it didn't. It didn't work for a reason. And that's because of a lack of understanding. That's why we're having this conversation right now because so many people just don't understand how it's supposed to work. And that usually they're the cause of a lot of the issues because of a false expectation or a false belief or a false um, understanding of how this shit works. They just don't understand. Like, if, like real quick, nobody really understands BMR. Like one of my first questions is like, how many calories do you think you'd burn if you sat in that chair all day? They're like, oh, 10 because <laughs> I'm not moving my body, right? We, automat we automatically assume that we have to move, right? Movement does burn calories. Like, I'm very animated when I talk. You see me just going all over the place. I get 10,000 steps sitting here when I'm doing podcasting. Um, I, but, I love the animation, by the way, like the hands going, like I, I love it. I need it. I, this, I'm just so, I'm just a very. You must have excess person. calories there. Uh, and I think that's considered neat being that animated, burning yeah. calories by using your hands. Exactly. For all yeah. of you that aren't watching, Jonah is very animated. I am all over and the place. as he is so animated, he's burning calories by using his hands, by talking. Like yeah. that is actually a part of his metabolism. Exactly. It's absolutely like like all that is connected, right? And the basal metabolic rate, your lungs, your heart, your brain, your digestive organs, all those things are burning calories as well. They need to do stuff. They need, they, you don't think about that. If you had to think about how to digest food all day, that would suck, right? <laughs> your body does it for you. So it, on, on average, and like everybody's different, right? Like like basic metabolic rate, like women somewhere between 1,000, 1,500 calories on average, right? This is, again, very, very dependent. Men, most men, somewhere between. We are 16, giving very general terminology here. Yeah, very general, very, very general. And then men's basic metabolic rate is 16 to 2,100 uh, 2, calories on a daily basis. That's just them living, right? Yeah. Me being 6'2, 205 pounds, my basic metabolic rate is probably somewhere around 2,000. I will never eat below 2,000 calories. Never. There's no need. There's no need for me to do that. Even if I want to do a sh competitive show. I probably wouldn't do that. And I don't want to do that at all. <laughs> no, not but at all. Understanding that your lack of movement, your lack of lack of uh, understanding, your like there's so many other factors that play into then just calories in versus calories out. Ultimately, calories matter most, but it's the quality. It's the it's the type of calories and how you feel. And how you go about your day on a regular basis, not just for 30 days and then, well, oh, shit, that didn't work. It's like, no, what, what can you do consistently over a period of time? And that makes it so much faster, so yeah. much faster. Yeah. And, and then the enjoyment process. Like I talked about yeah. this last night on our Tuesday night training says, you know, a lot of times you actually have to fix the psychological before you can fix the physiological and part of that psychological is getting out of your own way of making things so fucking hard. <laughs> things are being made so hard because everybody's trying to make it so simple, but yet you're not doing the simple stuff. You're not understanding the educational side of things to where if you actually grasp the education and then apply it, it's really simple. Like I, I say this all the time and I repeat it all the time. I'm a pretty normal person and to have the body composition that I have, I don't excessively diet. Like I really don't like, yes, I eat normal for me. And my mm -hmm. normal is, you know, today at lunchtime, I'm going to go in my kitchen. I'm going to cook lean chicken tenderloins because that's just the easiest thing for me to cook in about 10 minutes. Cause they're super thin. So you know what? I'm going to cook it fresh. I put it over a bed of lettuce. I put some croutons on there, some tomatoes, some cucumbers, I put some olive oil on it with some sriracha, salt and pepper, a little bit of purple onion, and God dang it, that's my meal almost every day for lunch. Sometimes I haven't eaten I, breakfast yet. I'm starving. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's early for you. I, I woke you up early and made you come podcast early. So um, it's, it's almost lunchtime for me. <laughs> but but just saying, like on, on the simplicity factor of trying to let people in on like what is actually like normal and easy. 
Like that for me for lunch is very simple to make on a regular basis. I rinse and repeat every day, just about depending upon the seasoning on the chicken, right? Like, yeah, that, that's the only thing that really changes for me. Or maybe I had steak the night before and I have leftover steak and I use that <clears throat> or pork chops, or maybe I make a, a turkey burger. Like for me, like people overthink like what they have to be eating as if like it has to be the most basic thing ever. And if you like basic, or like the most meat, complicated thing ever. Right. Like I'm, I'm very basic, but I, I make things to my taste, to what I like. And that's what I like. And so I just keep it very simple. So therefore, I also know that when I go out to eat with my wife, who's a total foodie, you've met her like, oh, yeah, a total foodie. I need we to have, go eating with you guys. Oh, you definitely should. It's really good. <laughs> um, but then I go out and like people don't understand how I go out to dinners like we do once a month or twice a month because she loves to try new restaurants. And people are like, well, how do you like keep your weight where it is? I'm like, I just rinse and repeat. And having one dinner where I'm going to eat in a surplus, I usually just then eat less during the afternoon. So maybe I don't skip a meal. Maybe I just have less of that meal. And then therefore I have extra calories left over. I don't go to the gym, and try to burn extra calories. I don't sit here and try to like completely starve myself so I can just pig out on like 3000 calories at dinner. I just eat a little bit less which is very simple. Hey, instead of 10 ounces of a protein, maybe I only have like six to seven. Instead of having like three cups of uh, spinach, I only have two cups. Like mm -hmm. maybe I don't use the olive oil so that my fats are lower, knowing that most things are going to be cooked in butter or olive oil when you go to a restaurant. Mm -hmm. There's going to be more fat content when you eat out. Like that is so simple and basic to understand of just saying like, hey, I'm simply understanding the assignment. The yeah. assignment is make room and your total calories for what you want to go eat and then stay as close to your calories as possible. It doesn't mean you can't go over. Like mm -hmm. people think you can't go over whenever like a coach like us gives them calories. And I'm like, this is basically a range. Like I want you to think to yourself, if I tell you to eat 1800 calories as a female, that means basically if you eat between 17 to 1900 on average, you'll fall in that 1800. So don't beat yourself up. Just try to be very close. It doesn't have to be perfect. We're talking about just getting really, really consistent with averaging your total calories for a caloric deficit for you to lose weight. And it's that simple. Yeah. Like just make room. Or if you do want to take the approach of like you haven't had breakfast yet. Now, I do know it's early your time. But, you know, if you know you're going to go out to dinner for a date night with your husband, maybe you just skip breakfast that morning, have lunch, and then you sit there and go out to dinner. Like that could also work. I know a lot of people that are like, well, Tyler, I just really don't like breakfast. And I'm like, that's fine. So you might inherently just naturally enjoy intermittent fasting. But let's not put a title on it. Let's just say, hey, you don't like breakfast? Cool. Only eat lunch, have a snack in between lunch and dinner, and then have your dinner. And just know this. Just know this. You just need to have bigger meals. You're just going to have to have bigger meals. Why do we have to call it intermittent fasting? Like why? If that's just your normal routine of what you enjoy to eat, still in that same window of intermittent fasting or just not wanting to have breakfast, I just want to eat lunch and a snack and dinner. Cool. That works for you. Go do it. This is still how many calories you need. Get it dude, done. Dude, and like all that comes from understanding what you need, right? People right. get so weird. Like, I don't like breakfast. I don't eat breakfast. Or or like, like <laughs> uh I heard someone say, like, don't call it breakfast. Don't call it lunch. Call it meal one, meal two, meal three. You know, like you don't have to eat breakfast, lunch and dinner. If you're if it's something you just need to understand, you need to put the reps in to understand what's going to fit you. Right. Even even though you know how to balance like your day when you go out to eat. Right. And some people will look at you like what you can eat and not gain weight. You can go out to eat and not gain weight. How? Right. And it's a, to you, to us, it's normal because we know how to balance out our lifestyle. Right. I don't track calories. I go entirely based off my body weight now. And my goal is to is to gain weight. So when my wife makes food, I'm because she she does most of the meal prepping. I'm just like, OK, I have a structure to most, most of my meals. I have to have a vegetable. I have to have a protein. I have to have some sort of carb. Right. That's it. That's all I need to accomplish. Sometimes it's like uh, like last week, we had chicken pad thai. We had a turkey salad. Um, and then my breakfast is usually the same thing every single day, which is turkey, bacon, oatmeal and some uh, some cooked spinach. 
right? I keep that very simple structure over and over and over again. So when I go out to eat with my wife and I go and have an extra couple of drinks or I have a massive meal and dessert and I wake up the next day and I'm like, all right, go back to what I usually do, you know? And then my, my body weight will start to fluctuate, you know? Understanding that your body weight is just some like one piece of reflection of it's not the end all be all. Cause sometimes you'll like, no, another thing that many people don't understand when it comes to body weight and managing your weight and living your life is that the scales up. It doesn't mean you gain two, three, four, five pounds of body fat overnight, right? No one really understands that uh, water retention is real, or you could have a shitty night of sleep, or you could just uh, uh, you could have had uh, you could be a little bit more stressed, right? Which again, all can lead to water weight retention, and then they get on the scale and they're up three pounds. They're like, oh, I did something wrong. I need to cut my calories again, or I'm eating too much. You know, so I need to change. I need to change this. I need to change that. Like, no, just what can you be consistent with? How can you f- learn to incorporate the things that you like doing while also maintaining the path to your your ult- your goals? Right? Because so many people shoehorn themselves into something they they can't stick with. They're like, oh, well, my favorite person on YouTube did that, so I'm going to do that. Oh, this sucks. I hate this. How do they do this on a regular basis? Is this what it takes to get results? I don't want anything to do with it. I'm going to go back to eating normal. And it's like you did something that didn't work for you, right? Yeah. You, you, you didn't get to the level of where you can go out to eat and feel comfortable. You're still at the level where you feel crappy about what you eat. You feel crappy about going out to eat. You feel worse when you wake up and the scale's up and you don't understand Right. So you're making it a lot harder because you said this doesn't work for me. Right. And you you stop looking for what will work for you. Sometimes everyone sometimes people need to track their calories so they feel comfortable. That's OK. Sometimes like I, I want I personally want to get all my clients to intuitively eating. Right. Just and intuitively eating is very relative. Like very, I feel like that's kind of a buzzword for a lot of people, too. But like they have a structure. And they fill in that structure so much. And as long as they're like monitoring the body weight and it's not going in the wrong direction, they feel good. They know what they're doing is working, right? Because they're checking off the boxes that they need specifically. And it's just all, it's all relative, which is so hard in fitness and nutrition when you're trying to market. It's like, what's the best rep range? How many calories should I be eating? Like, I don't fucking know you. It depends. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey guys, in health and fitness, if you want an answer, just know it depends. Well, if you it want depends a good on answer, you. if you want a good answer. If, yeah. If you want a good answer, the person that's answering you should always say, well, it depends. And then give a background of like what it depends on. Like, yeah. that is my favorite saying is, well, it depends. Like when people that I don't know anything about ask me a question, I go, well, it depends. Like, what is your lifestyle? What do you, what do you like to do? Yeah. Where do you want to be in six months? Where do you want to be in three months? Like, l- let's start asking these questions. And then everything depends on your answers and what you want. And quit trying to fit into what everybody else is doing. Because it depends on you as the individual. I, I saw something, actually, um, I had a friend send me yesterday a, a, a TikTok. So coming back to TikToks now. Um, but I had a friend who sent me a TikTok and she was like, have you seen this? And I was like, no, I haven't. Let me go look at this. And, and it was this guy who was talking about how he's lost in the last uh, 50 or 60 days. He's lost like 60 pounds, 50 or 60 pounds. Like he's basically losing like a pound a day. Um, and he was originally like 312 pounds and he's down to like 250 something or two, 275, like something like that. Um, but he shared what he's been doing. And for me, absolutely hate like what he's doing in the sense of like, okay, like I would never want to do that personally, me as an individual, but he was like, guys, I'm not telling you. And and if you watch in his video comments, people are like, just, oh my God, people are just like ripping at him and coming at him. And I love this guy though, for sticking to like his thoughts and beliefs of like what's working for him and him saying, I'm not telling you to do this. I'm just saying as a fat person, this is what I'm doing now because it works for me. And and what he was doing was he was eating anywhere between 15 to 2,300 calories every other day. So he would literally fast for 24 hours. Then he would eat between 15 to like 21, 2,200 calories. And then he would fast again. And he's like, this is, yeah. And, And, but if you keep following down, he's like, you know, if I want to have wings, if I wanted to have some pizza, if I wanted to have this, like I will have that on the days that I eat. So therefore I feel less restricted on the days that I do want to eat 
And I actually feel really good on the days that I fast too. He's like, so it's working for me. And then he was like, guess what else I do? I get lots of sleep. I, I walk for 45 minutes every day. He's like, let me keep this really simple for you. When you say you don't have enough time to walk 10,000 steps in a day. I walk 45 minutes one way. I walk 45 minutes another way. And guess what? I've got my 10,000 steps in because I work from home and sit on my ass the rest of the day. He's like, and on top of that, I try to exercise at the gym, you know, every other day. And I'm like, this dude literally just figured out what works best for him as a fat person and what is working for him. And, and somebody then replied to him. They're like, well, you're never going to build any muscle like that. He was like, I'm fat. I'm trying to lose weight. I don't care about muscle right now. And I'm like, you know what? I have respect for you because you at least understand like you're not trying to be a bodybuilder. You're not trying to keep muscle on your body. You are simply going for fat loss, get the pounds off, and you are saying it works for you. And I'm not even mad at the guy. Like, would I give that advice to other people? Absolutely not. I'm not going to go tell somebody to fast for 24 hours. I don't necessarily think you have to do that. But at the same time, he seems like he has a really good relationship with where he's at and saying that it's working for him. And he is not telling anybody else to follow him and do what he's doing. And for that, I respect him because it's not one of those things where he's like, you must do this to lose weight. He's just simply saying, hey, guys, you wanted to know how I lost all this weight. This is what I've been doing. I'm trying to get to this certain body weight, and then I'm going to switch things up. And I'm like, you know what, dude? Do you. If you're yeah. happy and content, I'm happy for you, too. As long as you're not also telling me that you're tired or that you're irritable and that you have all these other things that are going on on your biofeedback markers, more power to you. Go, go do you. And I've had the same conversation with people that are keto because I know I make fun of keto people and carnivore people and people that do intermittent fasting. Like I come at you guys. Don't get so offended. OK, take your panties out of a wad. It's all right. <laughs> Understand what I'm trying to say. Okay? Thing that I love so I much. know. I know. I should not be telling people to eat carbs. I should be telling them carbs are the devil. Yes, I understand like where culture's going and that we have to cut out a whole entire food group in order to lose weight. No, the fuck you don't. But at the same time, if you try keto and you say you enjoy it and you are still getting enough calories in for your your goal of your goal body image, I'm happy for you. Absolutely. If it works for you, but if you're fucking miserable, then don't do it. Plain and simple. You have to enjoy this process. It should not suck. This process should never suck for you. So if you do try keto and you don't like it, don't be afraid to come off of it. If you do keto and you go, I fucking love this, then keep doing it. But if you like to be social and you like to eat cake and you like to drink alcohol and you like to have bread, then why the fuck are you doing keto? Like, why are you cutting out things that you say you really want, but yet you're going to restrict yourself from that to me makes zero sense. When we start talking about diet culture is why people punish themselves, quit punishing yourself to lose weight. You don't have to punish yourself. It's not that hard. You know, but one, one big thing I really like saying is stop doing shit that you hate doing because you're not going to stick to something that you hate doing, right? It's the same argument between what burns more fat, cardio or strength training, right? Well, if we want well, to get scientific. Training, right? <laughs> well, if we're going scientific, it's strength training. Just just to let all of you know. Okay, like let's, let's make sure we don't, uh, you know, give any false information. Strength training still has shown to build more muscle and lose more fat. Yes, yes, yes. Don't get me wrong. Like both have. Scientifically speaking. <laughs> all, well, all, well. Real quick, we can go scientifically any any direction. Like there's studies to prove that cardio is superior. There's studies to prove that. Hey, I just googled it and Google confirmed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but if you hate fucking cardio, you're not going to see the benefits from it. If you hate strength training, you're not going to see the benefits of it. If you hate your diet, you're pro you may see some success, quote unquote. But if you don't like it, you're not going to stick with it, and you're going to fall off and feel miserable about yourself. Right. Weight loss or really any health and fitness journey is supposed to challenge you. It's not supposed to make your life harder. It's supposed to make you better for yourself. Right. We are the only people who go to bed and we go to bed with our with ourselves. We wake up with ourselves. We're the first person and the last person we talk to every single day. 
Yet the first thing we hear in the morning is how miserable, how shitty we feel. And the last thing we hear every night is how shitty and miserable we feel. And then we perpetuate those feelings by doing shit that we hate doing. It just makes the entire process way more difficult than it has to be. Right. And this goes back to like you're making it harder than it needs to be because you're doing things that worked for other people. And that story you shared, I saw that same video. I think I can't remember what it's called, like cyclical fasting, fasting or something like that. It's no, it's no, ridiculous. this guy, this guy was actually, he's a magician in Europe. Oh, what, what? Yeah. He, he's a magician for crying out loud. Like he's, wow. he's using some magic shit to yeah. lose that weight, by the way. Like, okay. <laughs> he's like, Hey, now you see me. Now you now don't. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the magic trick. Watch okay. me lose fat. <laughs> that, that's okay. Well, that's, that's another thing. Like now we know, like when you imagine magician, you don't imagine some ripped sexy no. like bodybuilder right no. you don't like you imagine like just a regular looking person like and again kinda nerdy kind of weird like kind of nerdy and that's okay that's them right so yeah. the people and i'm not out, talking crap about being weird and nerdy. like we're all kind of weird so yeah. like no no there's no there's no animosity towards anybody like everyone's own decisions and choices they make about their lives and what they want to do that's their own right and then the people in the comments are like, you're never going to build muscle. This fucking guy doesn't want to build muscle. Not everybody wants to look like a bodybuilder. And that's what drives me nuts about TikTok is there's so many people. I, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of good coaches out there, good like uh, uh, social uh, TikTok, like I'm going to call them like fitness, like bloodhounds um, <laughs> that call out a lot of bullshit that's on the app, right? Yeah. But a lot of people, they hear that, they see that, they, they connect with that, and then they'll go and feel like it's their moral duty to call out the same thing just as those influencers, those coaches oh, yeah. do. And so then you'll get someone who's showing their journey, showing their process, how they're trying to, how they're trying to better themselves. And they'll immediately get judged and 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 yelled at for like you're going to create an eating disorder. You're not building enough muscle. That's not a good relationship with food. How are you fasting for 24 hours? That's not good for you. It's like, do you even know this person? Is this affecting you or are you just projecting your own insecurities on them? Right. And I, this, this really got, got, got to me. Uh, Cause I, I found this one of my followers on TikTok tagged me in a woman's uh, video. Cause she uh, has PCOS, she's obese and she wants to have kids. Right. And right now she's infertile and she needs to lose well over a hundred pounds to get uh, get to the point where she wants to, to where gets, gets to the point where she wants to be so she can start having a family. And she's doing a 12-week program. The first program is incredibly low calorie. It's basically like eight to 800 to 1,100 calories. Like I would not recommend anybody does this. But she came at it like, this is my goal. This is what I need to accomplish right now. I have a plan. The first for first four to six weeks is 800 to 1100 calories every single day, right? Then after that, she's going to start reintroducing food and still be around like probably slightly above 1200 calories. I don't know the full ramifications, but it was a it was a step-by-step -step plan that she was ready to go through to get to her goal, right? And immediately everybody starts badgering her and just belittling her for, for, for doing this, for like, honey, you don't need to lose any weight. You're perfect the way you are. Or like, you're going to starve yourself to lose weight. Like, what are you doing? like stop this but she clearly said like hey i'm not happy i want to be healthier i want to get to a point where i can have kids and this seems like the best piece for me right now and i want to show this i want to share this with you so that you may learn something i'm not telling you to do what i'm doing i'm sharing this with you don't you and then i and i got so heated by just reading that comment section and all i want to do i made a video specifically for her i was like uh i i, I don't want to say her name on, on the podcast but i just told her like hey don't listen to the noise you're sharing your journey. You have a goal. You have a destination. Don't let anyone slow you down, right? You're not sitting here advocating for people to do this. You're just sharing your journey, your process. I hope you get everything that you want, everything you desire because you deserve it, right? It's it's that kind of stuff. Like we're here to help the people that want to change. We're here to help the people realize that they don't have to be miserable. The people who want to do it for themselves, like by all means, all power to you. But remember that you need to do this for you. Not the way Joe Schmo influencer belittles someone else's in, in, uh, Instagram or, or, or TikTok video. Not the way someone tells you to do that you can't stick to. You have to find your way. And it comes through the understanding. It's come through the conversation we're having right now, right? It's like we live really good lives when it comes to our health and fitness. But we also, also had to go through the shit to get here, right? We oh, had to yeah. learn a lot of shit to get here. So all that being said is I get really heated when people like – 
they're just sharing. I'm like, that's really awesome. Like, that's a very vulnerable thing. And they get just attacked for sharing that shit. Like, it pisses me off to no, to, to no end. Because I just want to, like, like you just because you watch your like the coaches do it doesn't mean you're qualified to say anything about eating disorders or starving themselves or, or anything. Right. It's, uh, I'm getting, yeah. I'm getting heated just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I'm one to like, I'll insert my opinion with a lot of people and, and it comes from more of a, like, Hey, I just want to make you aware opinion. And anytime somebody tells me that they're happy, I always go, I'm happy for you. Exactly. But I want you to just be aware of my opinion. So that way, if something comes off down the road, that you can maybe look back and say, oh, maybe this makes sense now, mm -hmm. right? For me, yeah. it's never a matter of like trying to tell you you're right or wrong if what you're doing is working and you're happy and it's getting you closer to your vision of what you want, A-okay with it, like no qualms about it. But at the same time, like being in the fitness industry, I like to make sure that people are not making mistakes based off of what they've seen or read without doing any research or without any understanding of like why they are doing what they're doing. And so I think it's a delicate balance when we start talking about people trying to insert their opinion. Oh, and yeah. I try to make sure I do it in a healthy way or in a very like understanding way, because I do have a lot of empathy for people and I want to make sure that people don't see me as being like an asshole. So, you know, it comes off hard when you're on the internet though. Oh, dude. A hundred percent, which is why a lot of times I try to like put my comment in and then below it, like try to reassure them like, hey, not trying to be a dick here, not trying to be an asshole. Just want to make you aware. Like, mm -hmm. And then here you go. If you want to do anything with that information that I give you. Great. If you want to have a deeper conversation about it, let's talk about it. Like I have no problem having a conversation with anybody to give them why I would give them my opinion. But at the same time, you don't have to listen. Like, and I don't want you to listen if you don't want to do what I suggest. Like, that's fine. Listen to whoever you want to listen to. You're your own person. But at the same time, like, just realize, I think that there are a lot of assholes out there that are trying to, like, just tell you that it's only a certain way. And I think the world is more gray than black and white, to be honest. It's so like, gray. It's it, so everything gray. is so gray. Everything has a it depends. Yeah. So everything that I say, guys, just remember, if you read anything, it's always a, it just depends. Like there's never a, like, this is absolutely it. Unless I'm using my scientific like research that I'm saying, like, this is factual. <laughs> yeah. Like, that, that is like set in stone. Like I'm not going to argue with science whenever it's been like passed down for generations. Yeah. But everything else out there, a lot of times is very gray and we just have to understand it's not always black and white. And we sometimes Maybe even I need to shut the fuck up at times. Like, I'm okay with that. Like, I'm okay understanding that sometimes I overstep. But just know it's always with love. Like, I'm if I ever overstep with anybody, usually it's coming from a loving place and a caring place so that that person does not get hurt or injured or have any um, bad things happen to them down the line when it comes to their health and fitness. Because at the end of the day, I just want everybody to look good, feel good, and look at themselves naked and say, damn. Like, that's what I want everybody to do. I want you to be able to wake up in the morning when you have that conversation with yourself and you look in the mirror and just go, man, I'm looking good today. Like today is going to be a good day. And they mean it, right? They mean yes. it. It's not just saying it. <laughs> like like I, I really truly believe that if you can't wake up in the morning and look at your body and say, damn, you look good today. Because my wife will tell you, I look at myself all the time in the fucking mirror before I take a shower. And I'm always like, yeah, baby, I look good today. Like damn, here's my good. here's my thought process with that. If I say it to myself, then other people are going to believe it. Mm -hmm. And that self-affirmation that you give yourself when you actually tell yourself you look good does more for you mentally than anything else. And people can say that's kind of like conceited or whatnot or, you know, try to make fun of that. But I 100% believe if you look at yourself in a positive way, you are going to do positive things. You are going to have more positive feelings about yourself. So if anybody's going to take anything away from this uh, shitty conversation that we've had today. Um, <laughs> I was wondering. I told you we were going to see how many times we could uh, throw that into this podcast. But if any of you can take anything away from this podcast, it is that I want you to be able to look at yourself in the mirror and say, damn, and have that confidence every single day. And even if you don't have that confidence yet, if you do say that to yourself every day, 
it will start to happen and you'll start to believe it. And then what will start to happen is you'll start to take the necessary steps each and every day to make sure that it continues to happen. And I'm just a believer in that. It's what's worked for me. And I hope it can work for somebody else down the line. So, I mean, that's kind of my end all be all goal for everybody is take your fucking clothes off and be proud of yourself at the end of the day. Like I want everybody to get to that point Mm -hmm. because mentally I think that's a healthy spot when you are confident in how sexy you fucking are, because all of you guys that are listening are sexy beasts. <laughs> Just no, know that. All we need you to do is realize that, right? Yes. Oh, like, like there's so, I, 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 I really am glad you kind of you started to end it on this kind of stuff. Cause this is what I work with all the time is reminding people that they're far more capable than they, than they actually believe. And that just, that confidence you build within yourself it bleeds into every other aspect of your life. Like you'll, you'll see someone who feels shitty about themselves, who feels down on themselves. They'll, they'll, they won't show up with confidence. They'll be the quieter one. They'll be the shyer one. They won't feel like their opinion matters. Right. But when you start taking like your health, your physical health, your mental health, and you, you start to really say these things that you want to feel like we only feel miserable, sad, depressed when we're, when we're, when we're not acting like how we know we can, when we're not in a place where we feel like, yeah, I can take my shirt off and feel confident, right? You don't have to have six pack to do that, right? You could be happy being 300 pounds. Like the only thing that matters is that you're happy, right? And if you're not, right, like then, and you're doing things that make you feel more miserable, that's the problem that we want to really kind of help you connect. Like you can feel confident. You can take your shirt off and look and, and mean it when you say, I look fucking good. I look, yeah. and, and then again, you take that confidence into every other aspect. And I, I love it, man. That's, that's dope. So yeah. I think that's a good way to end it. it. Well, and to piggyback on that one last time before we officially end, because I do have to go. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Even if you are not where you ultimately want to be, if you are somebody that is still in the process of going through your weight loss journey to get to your goal, you still need to say these things and give yourself credit each and every day for what you have accomplished to this point. Because just waking up, putting on those clothes, those gym clothes, going to the gym, walking for 15 minutes, looking like an idiot trying to figure out the machines, trying, just trying and taking those steps to get 1% better each and every day is going to be something that you look back on in a year and go, wow, look at how far I've come. And I think that is really huge for everybody. So even if you're not done with your weight loss journey, keep reminding yourself of that positive affirmation in the mirror when you wake up of like, I am going to succeed. I do look better. Like say those things to yourself and believe it. It's why I do the daily dap every single day. That is my positive affirmation that I got to the gym. And I hope people understand that mentality when they do it back to me is that it's not only dapping somebody else that you know and saying like, hey, I went to the gym today. Like, did you go to the gym? It's also a reminder to yourself that, hey, I showed up today. Why don't I give myself a fist bump? That is positive affirmation. That is something you can take away from doing the daily dap if you guys want to join in on that. Like all of these things that I do, and to me, they're very subconscious. They're just a way that I go through life. So to me, they don't really feel like a big deal, to be honest. Like it's not that big of a deal for me, but I know internally because I've made it such a part of my lifestyle that I'm doing it every day to where it's not something that feels out of the ordinary. Like mm-hmm. when I first started doing it, I used to be like, God dang it. I don't want people to see me doing this like in the mirror. Right. And then finally I was just like, you know what? Fuck, Fuck everybody here. <laughs> like I already know everybody here. I talk to everybody here. And like, if they want to know what I'm doing, like let's have a conversation. Then I can explain this to them. Right. I can have that conversation of why I do it. And then what I started seeing happen at my gym when I started not caring what they thought and just had the confidence to do it, more people at my gym started doing it. And then more people on the internet started doing it. And guess what, guys? There are way more cheerleaders out there than you think. The internet is a really big place, but it's also a really small place at the same time. So everybody that you think that is the loudest out there that is actually rooting against you, there's twice as many people out there that notice that are actually rooting for you. And just know there's always more people rooting for you. It's just the loudest people are the negative ones. And that's the ones that we always tend to pick out. We don't actually pick out the the confident ones. And so we have to remember at the end of the day, guys, look more at the people that are cheering you on and read those comments and not the negative ones. 
because we always like to associate everything as being negative. It's just natural. It's what like is ingrained in us nowadays. And I want all of you to take away from this. Start focusing on all of the positives. Live your life with a positivity mindset and a plus one mentality mindset. Got to throw that in there. And, and if you can do that, you'll be amazed at how quickly you start to see the results and how happier, how much happier you are. I love that, dude. I have, I, I, I think that's a good place. I think it's good. I have yeah. nothing else to add. Well, it has to be a good place because I have to go. But, <laughs> but guys, if you love this shitty conversation that we had today, if you enjoyed our talk about bowel movements, if you enjoyed our talk about positivity and how easy dieting and weight loss can be, but yet why we make it so hard, guys, please, once again, drop us a like. Share this with a friend. I think this is probably one of my favorite episodes with one of my favorite guests in Jonah. Um, this conversation was just fun. It was lighthearted. It got serious. But guys, we need your help. We need you to share this and spread the positivity with even more people as we continue to grow and bring you guys more episodes. So, of course, hit the like button. Leave us a comment. Leave us a review on Apple and Spotify. Hop over if you want to see our beautiful faces and our smiling laughter uh, on YouTube. And as always, guys, these episodes drop every Friday at 6 a.m. Eastern time. So as you're waking up on Friday, start your day off with the Plus One Mentality podcast on your drive to work. If you don't want to listen to it on your drive to work, listen to us at the gym or on your way home on a Friday afternoon when you skip out on work early at 4 o'clock. So, guys, have a great day. Jonah, I appreciate you so much, man. Love this conversation. I can't wait to do this again, man. Yes, sir. Thank you so much, Tyler. See you soon. See you, bud.